Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm Carrick Butler, the pastor of Faith Christian Center. Thanks for tuning in today. We believe today's message is going to help you live this lifestyle of faith. It's going to empower you to live a life that makes Jesus famous wherever you go. Open up your heart. We know God has something special just for you. And we believe that as you listen to today's message, something good is going to happen to you. So listen up. I'll talk to you today at the end of our broadcast. Well, go with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We'll start with verse 1. We're starting a new series tonight called Faith Builders. The series is called Faith Builders. And throughout this series, I'll be sharing as well as different people from the faith leadership team as well as special guests. So you want to make sure you tune in every Wednesday at 730. We're going through the series Faith Builders. It's going to help you build your faith and add to your faith so that you can experience the victory that God has for you. Even before we get to Hebrews 11, go to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Verse 4, we've been sharing about this this week on Faith in the Morning. It says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Or to say it another way, the way we win, the way we experience victory is by faith. And so if we're expecting to have winning and victory this year, that means we should build our faith. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about tonight as we launch the series, Faith Builders. So Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith gives your hope substance. Without faith, your hope is just a dream. It's just a wish. It's just a desire. Faith gives your hope substance. Hope is the blueprint. Faith is the materials. It is the evidence of things not seen. And so your faith which is based in the word of God because the word says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's your faith in God's word is the evidence or the title deed of things you can't see. There will be sometimes you're going to run into situations this year that you're going to expect victory. And the only evidence you have of victory is God's word. The only evidence of victory you have is the faith you have in your heart and that has to be enough. When you're following God, doing what he told you to do, not trying to, you trying to do whatever you want to do, but following his plan for your life, and you step out in faith, it has to be enough that if God told me to do it, I know I will have victory. Faith is the evidence, the title deed of things not seen. That although your body may feel one way, your faith says, you know what? I received my healing. That's what's going to happen in my body. Well, your finances may look one way, so you know what? God supplies and meets all my needs, so that's what I'm going to have. You may not know what to do, but God gives wisdom. You say, well, I feel overwhelmed, but God gives strength. You say, oh, my, my mind is just racing, but God gives peace. That your faith is the evidence of things you cannot see. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the world's or the ages, were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. By it, he being dead, yet speaks. So Abel offered a better offering than Cain. So we know when we study out on Genesis, the offering was better. It was not, not just by, because it was faith, but it was also the offering he offered. We know Cain was a tiller of the soil, and Abel was a shepherd. And so Abel brought from his flock the best of what he had. Cain brought from what he produced. The issue wasn't the produce. It was he didn't bring his best. 
He just brought what was left. They both believed in God. They both knew they should present something to God. But Abel brought his best because of faith. His faith in God motivated him to give his best offering. And so Abel offered by faith this offering, and God testifying of his gift, that God still talks about the gift Abel gave all those thousand years ago. And by it, he being dead still speaks through his faith in his giving. So your faith in God is also displayed in your offering. And you're giving, not just the giving of your finances, but the giving of your life and what you do, what God has called you to do. By faith, Enoch was translated that he did not see death and was not found. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And so one of the things when you go to Genesis 5, we can go there. Let's look at that for a moment. Go to Genesis 5. We'll come back to Hebrews 11 in a moment. Genesis 5. Let's look at Enoch just for a moment. Genesis chapter 5. We'll look at verse 22. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. The key here is Enoch walked with God, which is a Jewish or Hebrew idiom for he had a relationship with God. Now, how did Enoch have a relationship with God? Let's go back to Hebrews 11. Go back to Hebrews 11. Enoch walked with God, and then he was translated. Hebrews 11, verse 5 again. By faith, Enoch was translated, that he should not see death, and was not found because before God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. By faith, Enoch was translated. Why was he translated? He had this reputation, his testimony, that he pleased God. Verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. So what does that let you know? Enoch was living by faith. That's how he walked with God, by faith. That's how he had a relationship with God, by faith. He had this testimony that his life pleased God. Why? He was living by faith. To such an extent, God said, I'll take you home by translation, or I will rapture you. Enoch is the first person raptured in the Bible. The first one of the seven different raptures talked about in the Bible, and Enoch is the first one. And he had this testimony that he pleased God, and he pleased God by faith. Enoch was not perfect. There's only one perfect person in the Bible. His name is Jesus. So Enoch wasn't sinless. He wasn't perfect in that regard. But how did he please God? By faith. The same way we please God, by faith. This man, in a time even before the law, could please God. How much more should we be able to please God as new covenant believers who've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, who have the Holy Spirit on the inside and the Holy Spirit upon, who have this whole Bible to go through? But the thing is, we don't do it by our own ability and our works. We do it by faith. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So one of the things that we have to realize Actually, let's look at it in the Amplified Version real quick. Hebrews 11, 6, the Amplified Version before I go forward. 
Hebrews 11, verse 6. For without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. So if I'm going to walk with God, if I'm going to have a relationship with God, I'm going to have to have it by faith. That means my faith has to be in God more than my ability. Because a lot of times we'll get out of our faith in God and put faith in our works. Say, well, God is pleased with me because I did something right. God is pleased with me because I was nice to that person. God is pleased with me because I prayed. God is pleased with me because I gave an offering. God is pleased with me because I did this. Now, all those things are good, and those are things that God likes. But it's not by your works. It's by your faith. And you show your faith by what you do. It is not your work. It is not where you say, well, I can have a relationship with God because I do all the right things. That's not how we have a relationship with God. That's not how we draw near to God. We don't draw near to God, get close to God saying, well, God, I did everything right today. That's not what happens. That's not how you're close with God. Now, you can say that and create a self-righteous theater in your mind and thinking you're closer to God than you are. And the thing is, there's a lot of believers, good people, loving people, going to heaven when they die. But they're not that close to God. Because if you try to get close to God by your works, you won't get that close. The way we get close to God and have a relationship with him is by faith. Go to Psalm 73, verse 28. Actually, before we do that, go to Hebrews 10. Just a chapter back. Hebrews 10, verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Now, the writer here is calling up imagery from the tabernacle in the temple. The holy of holies was a place that only the high priest, only one person in the whole nation could enter in once a year. The only person that can go into the holy of holies, the most holy place was the high priest, and he could only go in once a year to offer the atonement sacrifice for the nation. And I wouldn't think he would go in there boldly. Some may have gotten to a point where I can walk in boldly. But the high priest would have attached his ankle these bells. And so, and it was a rope. Because if he went into the presence of God with sin, he wouldn't live. And if the bells stopped moving, they knew the high priest ain't here. Let's pull him out. Because we can't go in either. So the thing is, they wouldn't go in to the holy place, they wouldn't draw near to God with boldness. But what is the scripture telling us? Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. So we have boldness to go into the most holy place before God because of the blood of Jesus. So when I come to God, I'm not saying, well, I did everything right today, so God wants to talk to me. No, I come to you, Father, because the blood has made a way for me. My faith is in the blood of Jesus. My faith is that the blood has made a way for me to come to you, Father. By a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is say, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Notice what it says here. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. 
we can draw near to God, having a relationship with him, walking with him, not because of our works, not because we did everything right, but because Jesus did everything right and shed his blood, he made a way for us to come to God and come to him boldly. And the thing is, just because God, he, Jesus made a way unto God doesn't mean you can draw near. Like I said, there's a lot of people who aren't that close that are still saved. They may think they're close. They may be on their way. But there's so much more for you. There's so much more in a relationship with God than you've ever experienced. And it's not because God doesn't want to be super close to you. It's about you drawing near. Go with me to James 4. James 4. James chapter 4. It's about us drawing Verse 8, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your heart, ye double-minded. Now notice the first part of the verse. Draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. And so, this is not talking about position or location. Because God lives on the inside of you. He rests upon you. It's not talking about your seat with them. You're seating with them in heavenly places. This is talking about relationship. That when you make a decision to get closer, God will get closer to you. And it's not because, well, I did everything right, so I'm closer to God this week. No, that means you just finally start doing what you were already supposed to do. The relationship is coming from you drawing near. You talking with him. You speaking to him. You spending time in praise and worship to him. That every time you draw close to God, he's not going, I don't want to talk to you today. Uh, uh, maybe later. No. He'll draw near to you. Go with me to Psalms 73, verse 28. Psalm 73, verse 28. Psalm 73, verse 28. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. You have to understand, it's good for you to draw close to God. But see, the thing is, we lose sight of how good it is because we get busy. And sometimes we get busy doing good things, busy doing the right things, busy doing God things. But in the midst of our busyness, we forget our relationship with God. And your works for God are not a good substitute for a relationship with God. The work you do for God should flow from your relationship with God. And the thing is, you need to get out of your head saying, I can only be close to God if I am perfect. That means you'll never be close to God because there's only one perfect person. His name is Jesus. Now, yes, God does want us to live holy. He said, be ye holy as I am holy. So holiness is still right in 2021. But our being holy is not how we get close to God. The way we get close to God is by our faith. So even if you just did something stupid, even if you just sinned, what do you do? First John 1, 9, Father, I confess my sin before you. What I did was stupid. What I did was wrong. What I did was sin. Forgive me. I receive my cleansing. What do you do? That sin is dealt with. 
said, now, Father, here's what I want to talk to you about. And I said, oh, I can't talk to God about something until tomorrow, three weeks, or in a month because he's still mad. No, he's forgiven you. He's cleaned you up. He's treated you like it never happened. And so now what do you do? He said, by the blood of Jesus, not by my works, not because of what I did right or wrong, I come close to you because God made a way for me through the blood of Jesus. Put your faith in the blood of Jesus, not your own ability. If you keep putting your faith in the blood of Jesus and God's ability, you'll actually live right. But if you put your faith in what you can do, you'll figure out how far you can go. And you'll realize it's not that far. So put your faith in the blood of Jesus and draw near to God every single day. Yes, in your times of prayer with him, but also talk to him throughout the day. Turn towards him through the day. What does the scripture tell us in Proverbs? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. Have a conversation with him throughout the day. Yes, start your day in prayer. Yes, start your day with the word. Yes, start your day with faith and encouragement. But also talk to him throughout the day. By faith, we talked about this a little bit last month, you can have a relationship with God. You can set your face. You're like, you know what, I'm going to have a good relationship with God because God wants to have a relationship with me. He says, if I draw near to him, he'll draw near to me. So I'll draw near to him by faith right now. Now, don't say, well, you're close to God because you felt something. Well, because I feel something, I'm close to God. Oh, because I felt a goosebump this morning. Oh, I felt a little extra in my prayer time, so I must be close to God. Don't let outside feelings determine if you're close to God or not. Let your faith in his word and being led by the Spirit show you how close you are to him and what's available to you. So by faith, draw near. By faith, walk with him. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. It's not by your ability. It's not by your works. It's not because you kept the Ten Commandments. It's not because you memorized half the Bible. All those things are good, but it's not how you have a close relationship with God. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 16, let us therefore come boldly onto the throne of grace. Notice and say tiptoeing. Notice and say come in and scream out, I'm so unworthy. No. Come boldly. How boldly? Like you belong there. Come boldly to the throne of grace because you belong there. Because the person on the throne is your father and you've been seated with him at his right hand in heavenly places. Come to the throne of grace like you belong there. Come with boldness. Why? That you may obtain mercy. So mercy, yes, is covered in love, but also mercy is there that you need help because you missed it. Like, oh, God, I blew that up. I need mercy. Help me fix what I messed up. Yeah, I know I don't deserve it, but I thank you for mercy. And he received that by faith. And find grace to help in the time of need. Grace has over 21 different definitions. But we see here this grace is divine assistance. It is a divine assistance of the Holy Spirit. And so help in the time of need. So we see so many things going on in this world and it seems like the time of need is all the time. And so what do you do? Wherever you are, you turn to him and say, Father, I ask for your help. I ask for your grace. I ask for your divine assistance to help me 
in this time. You don't go, oh, did, did I do enough faith confession today? Oh, did, 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 ooh, did I spend enough time in the Word today? Oh, what did I do? I'm not saying those things are bad. You need to do all those things on a regular basis. But don't determine whether you come to God or not because did I do everything right? Did I check everything off on my faith list? Did I check everything off on my Christian list? Did I, check, did I do all these things right? Do not let that determine whether you should come to God or not. Always turn to him. Always run to him and go by faith. And don't go by saying, well, I, I don't know if God wants to talk to me today. Stop that. He loves you. Get that out of your mind. If you get anything from this message, is I should run to God no matter what. God thinks of you better than you think of yourself. God loves you better than you love yourself. God knows you better than you know yourself. God knows stuff you did that you didn't even think you did. But you know what? He chose to forget it when you said, when you confessed your sins. So the thing is, God who knows you completely well, who in his all-knowingness saw you on your worst day, still thought you were worth it and desires to have a relationship with you. But you won't be able to have a close relationship with him if you keep thinking it's determined by your works. Yes, do right. You are the righteous God in Christ Jesus. Your actions should line up with the fact that you are righteous. Your actions should be holiness. That is your conduct. I'm not making you excuse at all. I don't have to live right. I don't have to follow the Bible. I can act wild and do all these things. No, I am not saying that. I am just saying that don't let what you do or do not do determine how close you get to go. Because if you allow that, you'll never progress further than where you are. But if you decide to look past your strengths and your weaknesses, what you did right and what you did wrong, and draw near to God because you know he wants to have a relationship with you, that from your relationship will flow the good works. From your relationship will flow the power. From your relationship will flow the right things. You know, it tells us in the scripture that he lives in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure, that you may be trying to do right. He's like, but honest pastor, I don't even want to do what's right in this area. I want to do the exact opposite. I don't want to be fake. What I do? God will help you want to as you spend time with him. Be honest with us. God, I know you said this in your word. I believe this is what I choose to do. My flesh right now, my mind, my emotions, I don't want to do it, but you said it. That's what I'm going to do. So please help me want to. Please help me to do it. And from your relationship with flow, the want to. From the relationship where flow the ability to do it. It's coming from your relationship with him. Let me drive this home, point home a little bit further. Go to Romans chapter 5, verse 2. And so, you know, Amos 3, 3 says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? So the thing is, you have to agree that God is right, that he is righteous, and that he is right. So even if you don't want to do it, even if you don't understand, so Father, if your word says that I know you're right, Help me with my unbelief. Help me with my misunderstanding. Help me with my lack of desire. What are you doing? Being honest. And you're presenting to God by faith, believing that he will help you. Remember, we draw near to God by faith. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we were declared just. We were declared righteous, not because we did everything right, but because we believed in Jesus. So therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. Stop thinking that God wants to zap you because you did something stupid. No, you have peace with God. He forgives you. He cleanses you up. All you have to do is, we said, first John 1, I confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace 
wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope or the expectation of the glory of God. You have access to God and all his goodness by faith. So one of the things I want to encourage you to do as we start out this year, draw near to God. Not by your works, but by your faith. And your faith is displayed by the words of your mouth. Your faith is displayed by the actions you take. And what actions do you take? Well, Father, I'm going to open my word and believe you're going to talk to me today. Well, Father, I'm going to pray and I believe, yes, that you hear me. Yes, you're going to answer what I said, but I'm going to spend some time with you. Father, I choose to believe your word. You want to spend time with me. Father, I believe your word that the time I spend with you is profitable. That is just not me talking to the air, that you actually listen to me. You're not ignoring me, you're, you're listening to me. And we're talking about this Sunday, that there's a great exchange when you draw near to God. How we receive his strength for our weakness. We receive his power and his ability for our limitation. But if you want to experience that, you need to draw near to him. And we draw near to him in different ways. And we saw that in Hebrews, draw near, draw nigh. That is the Greek translation of a Hebrew word talking about the priest when they would come and offer sacrifices in the temple. They would draw near to God by their sacrifices. And so we draw near to God by faith, but there's still sacrifices we are to offer as New Testament believers. Here are a few of them. Praise and worship. We draw near to God by praising and worshiping him. We draw near to God with the words of our mouth. We draw near to God. By offerings, there are financial offerings we use to draw near to God. Because it's just, Father, we thank you that we have something to give. It's by our heart, because all those things, praise, worship, offering, prayer, the words of our mouth, it's all done by faith, by trust in God, by assurance of God, by reliance of God in his word. So if you remember one thing, say it with me. Say, it's not my works, it's by faith. Say, it's not by my works. It's by my faith. Say, it's not by my works. It's by my faith. And so I encourage you, whether you've been saved 50 years, you've been saved five days, draw near to God this year and believe in your heart that he wants to be close to you. Stop letting the enemy trick you saying God does not want to be close to you or that God's only close to a few special super spiritual people. No, he wants to be close to you. And you draw near to him by faith. And from that relationship will flow everything that's supposed to. And from that relationship, God will be able to work on your heart and show you things that need to change. And the things from that relationship, you know, he's, whatever he's telling me, he's telling me because he loves me. And so even if I want to do this, he says, don't do that. I trust him because I love him and I know he loves me. Draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, Father, help us do that. Help us. We can only do it with your help. We rely on you. We believe. We believe. We have faith that we can have a relationship with you, that we can walk with you. Even more than Enoch did. Even more than the greats in the Bible, Abraham and Noah, who walk with you. We can walk with you, and we do it by faith. We put our trust in you. We trust in you with all our heart. We don't lean to our own understanding, but we acknowledge you, and we thank you 
for directing our paths. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So draw near to him. He'll draw near to you. Don't do it by your works. Do it by your faith in God, knowing who he is, his love for you, his character, and his word. Amen. Thanks for watching today. We hope today's message was a blessing to you that it empowered you to make Jesus famous in every area of your life. Hey, if you want to be a part of what God's doing here at Faith, you know, our vision statement is to ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. And we'd love for you to be a part. You can find out our different experience times and our different locations by going to FCCGA.com. If you want to give, you can text FCCGA to 73256. You can also go to FCCGA.com to give online and be a part of what God's doing here. We'd love to see you anytime you're in our area. We believe God has something good just for you. And anytime you come to our faith experience, we believe you will experience God and his plan for your life. So thank you for tuning in today. We'll see you next time.